One, two, three. Do it. Oh, Case on a deep drop. Steps up in the pocket. He'll fire to the right side. Caught by Diggs. Stay up. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 30. No way. Right, 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 right. Welcome back to another edition of Scolders Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Brown Marco, with me, as always, my co-host, Mike Anderson. How are you doing tonight, Mike? Uh, not too bad. You know, I played a little golf today, bracing for the first uh, snowstorm, potentially. Wait, wait, what kind of golf course? Did you go to, like, the top golf? No, I played 18 at a golf course today. So. Oh, okay. okay. So it's still open. It's still open yet, and it's what... Brave in some weather out there. What, 40 degrees today, basically? 40 degrees, very windy. Oh. Um, yeah, it was a little rough. Felt like we were playing in the British Open or something out there. I, I suppose you go late enough in the year, you know, the water hazards really aren't hazards. They're kind of frozen over. You can kind yeah. of, you know, you chip go. out of those, you know? Exactly, exactly. You know, but, uh, yeah. Now, we're back, and uh, the Vikings hunted for a win this, this weekend, get, did not get anything. You hunted last weekend, did not get anything, and we're, we're coming up empty-handed, Mike. What's what's going on? Yeah, frustrating year. Uh, you know, I, I think many of us feel that uh, potentially a, a different team, uh, or I should say different coach of the team, uh, may very well, you know, result in this being a you know a seven and one football team as opposed to three and five uh whether you want to call it a little bit of bad luck a little bit of um you know bad play calling a little bit of uh i i don't know what but all of a sudden we're three and five surprisingly only about a game uh game and a half out of uh out of the, the seven seed so right you know Half the season left. There's still a lot of football to play. Uh, you've obviously got, you know, five divisional games remaining. So it's probably a long shot. But, you know, in essence, you're you're close to controlling your own destiny within the division. Uh, but they got to turn it around and it's got to start this week, uh, you know, on the road, which typically feels a little bit more like a home game uh, playing against the Chargers. But yeah, what a weird year, man. Yeah, I mean, you, you come out of the bye and, and you take that loss to Dallas at the at the last second there, unable to, to put anything um, against them with with the backup. I don't know what it is with this team, specifically like the Mike Zimmer era, but anytime we face a backup quarterback, it just seems like we're ill prepared for that, or they just they show out. Um, we saw that a couple years ago against Kansas City, where we lost to them. Um, I think it was that same year where. Mitch Trubisky went out like in the first quarter against the Bears, and then their backup came in and just lit us up. Um, but uh, we, we lose to Dallas. We, we take Baltimore Ravens. We lose a, a two possession lead there, um, and have an interception in overtime, and still can't close out that game. Um, so, yeah, just just some frustrating losses. And um, I, I think you're absolutely right here. It's, it's we got to start stringing some wins together. Um, Coming off the bye, um, where you were at three and three going into the bye, and then now you're three and five coming coming into this um, Chargers, then Green Bay, 
That's that's a tough couple games here, and I mean the Chargers have stumbled a little bit, but they're still a good football team um, with some good weapons and you know a tenacious D line that can get after us. So um, I don't know it's it's, it's going to be an interesting one, and, and like you mentioned here, um, a lot of people not happy with Mike Zimmer. Um, I, I think you've been on record for quite a while of wanting to be you know done with Zimmer, and we're probably. One Kyle Rudolph push off away from that being a reality two years ago, but here we are. Um, I think he's got under contract till like 2024, if I'm not mistaken. So who knows at this point? I I, I don't know what it's gonna take to get Zimmer out of here. I don't know how patient the Wills are. I, I don't know if this is a you either make it to like an NFC Championship game this year or you're gone. I, what, what do you feel like his his leash is at this point? I mean, I, I don't see how if this team doesn't make the playoffs and probably win a football game, I, I just don't see how. But, but is that is that even the bar at this point? Because making the playoffs and winning a wild card game and then being out in the divisional round again, does that even seem like that's enough at this point based on the resources we've dumped into this team um, year over year and it's, we have just nothing to show for it? <laughs> Well, I no, and and I think you know, albeit it's it's a different sport, but you know something that uh, I think Minnesota fans can relate to, and and you and I certainly are Minnesota Wild fans. Uh, you know, often you know during the the football season, just as much um, as, yep. as after, but uh, you've got the Minnesota Wild team that you know had the Prees and the Suter and the star power, and and one of the better coaches. Um, in, in Bruce Boudreaux, uh, you had everything in line and they kept, you know, being relevant, getting in the playoffs and being ousted, right? They won a series maybe uh, once or twice. And they just, it seemed like every year we had these expectations, you know, if things come together, they can do it. They kept on reforming. Right. Well, you know, they finally pull the plug on that and you bring in a Bill Guerin, you get a new coach who was a little unproven in, in Dean Evison. And all of a sudden, you know, right now they stand as one of the better teams in hockey in a very short amount of time, right? And it was a change in culture, a change in how you're going to do things. And uh, if you want to go to an NFL side, you look at Matt Lafleur, uh, yep. came in, took over a six and ten uh, Green Bay Packer team, and now has uh, really, you know, righted the ship there. Helped, dealt with Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, as much as I hate to say it, I mean, you, at this point, there's really no denying Lafleur is the real deal. He's turned the program around. So I think that there are examples of, you know, a change of the guard can be good. You can still then maybe win with a lot of the players you have here. Um, right. I think some of the concern is that they view getting a new coach and a new GM and everything as potentially this long rebuild. But I don't think it has to be that way. I think they could make a change, bring in a coach, they could shake things up, and you could start to see some results on the field, uh, you know, as soon as the following year. Right, and I, I think I think you're actually you hit the nail on the head that that you see that a lot. I mean, you look at the um, the Rams turnaround with Sean McVay. I mean that that was almost instantaneous. If you get a good football mind in there that can actually take advantage of some of your weapons, or moreover, you see what. Sean McVay can do with Matthew Stafford when there's proper coaching in the building that can actually utilize his skill set properly. Because I don't think anyone's going to say that Matthew Stafford didn't have some weapons in his time. He had some good weapons, but sometimes it takes that, that different mindset from the coach, um, that different mindset from the whole organization to get there. Um, 
so yeah, it's what is the stat like? It's it's almost impossible for for new head coaches after their first five years to win a Super Bowl if they don't do it within the first five. It's it's like almost never happens. Yeah, I mean, on what year seven? Yeah, and I think, you know, my problem had been the bigger games, right? Uh, whether it be the, the Eagles game or uh, potentially a 49ers game, like some of these games where it's really important, even big-time games in the regular season, it seems like we're all coached. And, I mean, this year, more than ever, the brain-headed, I mean, the, the timeout management, the clock management's been atrocious. Yeah. The play calling, it, it, again – why aren't we trying to get the ball to these receivers down the field a little bit? Um, you know, overall, we haven't really turned the ball over. I think the defense has played well enough in most games to get the win. And yet we sit here at three and five. And and so it's frustrating because I think all of us would not be shocked if they went and won, you know, at the charges and knocked off Green Bay and got back to 500 and we build this false uh, sense of, you know, confidence again. But uh how many years do we have to do this, you know, before they're going to make a change? Because you still have some young talent here. Yep. Uh, and so I, I think the time is now. I would have liked to see it midseason. I know some people don't like that, but um, I think the time is, is sooner rather than later. And in, if they lose the charges, they lose to Green Bay, and all of a sudden you're sitting at three and seven. Um, you know, I find it hard to believe that that Zimmer is going to finish out the season. Even at three and seven, you think he would he would uh, he would get axed, right? Interesting. Yeah, I, guess, I I I see that I see that logic, and honestly, for me, the logic was get rid of him even after Baltimore. Like that that game enough was damning enough for me. Um, honestly, I, even if it goes off the rails, I I could honestly see them sticking on with him until week sixteen, because then you get that that two week a two week run, which I think is in the new rules where you can start interviewing coaches. Um, I just, I, I don't see the Wills making a move like that mid season because who is the heir apparent in the building right now that you actually want to promote? Clint Kubiak hasn't surely hasn't shown you what, what you want. Do you want to go another defensive coach route? Do you want to go Andre Patterson? So that's, that's the wondering in my head is like, you would think with an interim, like that in a situation like that, you'd want to promote a guy or get a good long look at a guy um, that you might want to retain. I I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's maybe that's completely crazy, and, and you're completely right. But um. yeah, and I don't I don't know that it needs to be in house, and um, you know, somebody in in our uh, in the climb the pocket group here uh, recently made a post. I don't really care if it's offensive or defensive or special teams, or if they're not necessarily in charge of any of those units, you need somebody that's going to lead a football team. Um, and, and uh, you know, I don't know who that is. I, I haven't allowed myself to get to that point, right? I feel like when you're looking at coaches and draft picks and things like that, um, you know, it's <laughs> that's a little bit later than at three and five. Um, you know, we're probably closer to it than we think. But, uh, yeah, I, I just... I firmly believe with different with a different coach, there is a way that this team uh, is certainly six and two, if not you know seven and one. Oh, absolutely! It it seems like these late letdowns have been a consistent trend for the last several years, um, and it's the stats show that we're one of the, the top two teams 
facing off against the Chargers, the other two, the other team in this list of um, close games, games decided by less than seven points. That's that's no coincidence at this point. Um, he, he plays conservative, and you can see that. And this this has been my argument is he's handcuffing or selectively choosing um, offensive coordinators to specifically have that mentality. Right. Oh, they they don't want to throw it up and and have you know a minute and thirty second drive, but it scores a touchdown. They want to have a three and a half minute drive, and if it only gets three points, that's fine. If it has to punt, that's fine. It gives this defense more time to to rest. It's, I mean, that's what it feels like his strategy is, and that's that just doesn't work in this NFL. Right. Yeah, I uh, I'm with you. You're right. I think. Uh... You know, even into 2018, I was kind of hinting at, you know, I think we're close to done with this. And here we are in 2021, almost 2022. So um, for me, I think I think it's run the course. Uh, you know, I'm ready for a, a new regime. Yeah, and I think I think a lot of fan bases as well. Um, I, I don't know where that comes from. I don't know how far you sweeping you do that to get rid of GM as well. I think, in my opinion, I think Rick has still done a really good job drafting for what Zimmer wants. Um, he's had, I think, some relatively good hits in the last couple of years here. Um, I mean, you look at Derisaw. Derisaw has given up the lowest pressures per pass blocking snap of any rookie tackle in this, this last draft. You have Justin Jefferson in there. You have Brian O'Neill, who was drafted there. Um, so there's there's a lot to look forward to um, from what we've drafted. So what do you think of that? Do you think of getting rid of... Um, both head coach and GM, or, or, or where are you at with that? Do you want a, a complete rebuild like, like the Wild did and just get a completely new, you know, whole culture installed here? Or, You know, I, I don't think I'm I, – I think I'd be fine if Spielman was here. Um, I know people want to focus on some of the misses, right, uh, whether that be, you know, Gary Bradbury or, uh, you know, whoever. But, you know, a lot of teams do miss – early and often. And, uh, you know, I think overall I'm okay with some of the hits they've had, whether it be, you know, whether it be first round, second round, third round, they've, they've found some players that have, uh, come in and, and played well at times. But then you look at, uh, you know, the dancers and, um, you know, look at Gladney, you know, no longer like there's certainly been a, as many misses after as there have been hits. And so, I'm not opposed to just, you know, going completely new. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I, I think he's done enough to to maintain uh, that GM role. Well, and I always look at it like this, right? So us as Vikings fans, we're intimately aware of all the misses and all the hits that the GM has had, right? We understand, hey, we have not hit on quarterback. Uh, we signed Kirk Cousins. Yeah, he plays well, but he's really not who you need to to win games. Um, once you get into the playoffs, really. Um, and besides the Teddy Bridgewater thing, you know, got injured, maybe you consider that a hit, but you've had a lot of swings at that and you missed. You've had a lot of swings at offensive linemen and you've relatively missed until recently. Um, even recently, like you said, Bradbury, I would consider that a miss at this point. But I, I, I just wonder the hit rate of other prominent GMs. Like... Um, and, it, and and what what do you consider a hit? Do you consider the hit just the player excels, or you know what? Because half that is coaching. Can you develop that player? 
Well, right, so, yeah. So is, I, is, it, is it only just the picks that you're looking at, or is it the picks and the coaching you're looking at? Well, and that's that's why I think he's done enough. You know, he's hit enough. Um, you look at Green Bay. Green Bay has drafted horrifically the last few years uh, to what could be easily uh, a Super Bowl team, right? Uh, mm-hmm. We all remember the Jordan Love followed by, I think, a tight end followed by a running back. You know, and they had 11 picks or something, never took a wide receiver. Uh, and so there's certainly instances where teams aren't drafting, uh, you know, nearly as well as Minnesota is. But at the same time, um, if it is if they want it as, as a part of a huge shakeup, uh, you know, then then I'm fine. I'm fine doing that. But uh, otherwise, I think, yeah, Zimmer has got to go for sure. Quite frankly, I think. Kubiak, I know it's the first year, but I think he's trying to kind of run that Mike Zimmer and, and from from his dad. Um, I, I'm fine with that going. You know, I, I just think they need a whole shakeup from a coaching standpoint. And, and my stance has been um, that if what it takes to get Zimmer out of here is Spielman has to go, I think I'm okay with that. I think I'm in the same camp as you. Like if, if that's what you need to do as the ownership group is just to completely just hit the reset button on that, and maybe it takes a year or two, maybe it doesn't, uh, maybe you get lucky. Um, but if that's what it takes to get fresh coaching blood in here, I think you do it. Um, but if they're fine with, like we said, you retain Rick Spielman, um, he seems to have a good idea of what the coaches want at least. Um, Mike Zimmer's been fairly happy with it. I think contract-wise, he's done one of the better jobs in the league at preserving cast space and, and kind of navigating that, that sphere, so... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, time's going to tell here. Um, um, if your prediction comes true, you know, we could know as soon as two weeks from now. Yeah, yep, for sure. So, um, all right, so enough about that, Mike. How do we go and win this Chargers game? Well, uh, you know, you're going to have to try to get a little bit of pressure, uh, obviously, to one of the best young quarterbacks in, in the game, in Justin Herbert. Uh, they've got some weapons in Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler. Um, you know, it's a hell of a offensive team. They're built uh, a little similar to to the Vikings, honestly. Uh, they got guys that, that can beat you from all over the field. So uh, I think even, you know, without Hunter, uh, without Harrison Smith and, and uh, the defense being a little shorthanded, you're still going to have to go in. You're going to have to try to get a little bit of pressure, maybe get creative, uh, right, in some of the play calling. We've been saying that for years, right, that Zim can get creative. We've seen it a few times, but um, I think the defense is going to have to do enough to keep it close. And conversely, the offense is going to have to throw the football downfield. You know, it's a game where Justin yeah. Jefferson is going to have to get involved down the field. I think it's got to be one of those games where he's got 10 catches for 165 yards and two scores. Well, that would double his current targets in the last two weeks. So um, that, yeah. that would be a welcome addition uh, to the offense. Um, just, just, to, just to bring it back there um, with other Harrison Smith, um, Cameron Bynum in, in relief, short, short notice, absolutely balled out and – I think you could arguably say you didn't even really notice a difference with the safeties back there um, without Harrison there, which is which is insane to say because Harrison Smith is such a good cerebral safety, and it didn't seem like Cameron Bynum was that much different. He, he was playing very similar to Harrison Smith. Um, so I, I think that's very good to see um, from one of your draft picks here, um, just balling out. Um, 
in in his in his first short short term notice start. So any other thoughts on that? Some of those rookies kind of showing out. Um, Kenny uh, Kenny Willickies as well. Yeah, having a good show in on the D line in, in in replace of Hunter. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's great to see guys come in. Uh, you know, it's it's obviously a small sample size, like like you mentioned. Uh, but great to see guys come in, make a play, start to build that confidence. Um, but then at the same time, it's frustrating because we don't get a win. You know, you look, you had a kickoff yeah. return for a touchdown. You have an interception. You're uh, really not turning the ball over. And it seems like the only reason we didn't win that football game uh, is just because of poor play calling, to be honest well, with you. And, and and I had this conversation the other day with a coworker. I said, okay, if I would have told you the Vikings scored 24 points in offense, we had a kick return touchdown for a, a – um, or kick, kick return touchdown. Um, we had two turnovers on defense, and we um, picked them off in overtime on their first drive. Who do you think won that game? Yeah. Your answer would be like, "Oh yeah, you won that game." No, we didn't. Yeah. And that's 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 just a sad state of affairs. Like that's the other thing too. We made history to be the third team ever to lose three games in which we did not commit a, no, uh, a turnover, but yet had at least two turnovers. Like that is so frustrating as a fan to watch because you see all these opportunities and they're just squandered, and it, there's it just doesn't seem like there's any reason for it, especially when you get to see all the times that that Adam Thielen or um, Justin Jefferson is just wide open and just just look to him and throw the damn ball. You have time and you can see he clearly he has time. It just doesn't make any sense. It's like the whole OBJ thing, but with several wide receivers for us. Well, and, and the other thing, too, is, you know, the check downs, right? We had a couple of games where he just checked the ball down. Um, I think Luke Braun and Dallas, I think, um, had 11 plays where he basically looked at a receiver downfield that was wide open, and he didn't throw the ball to him. And it, it's just, I don't know if Cousins is trying to get Zimmer out of here or what the hell's going on, but... Uh, that could be an interesting plot line. What it just doesn't make sense to me, and uh, it's going to have to change. I mean, flat out, you're going to have to throw the football against the Chargers. You know, Green Bay, sure, if they want to try to run Dalvin and win like they've done a few times in the past few years, you, um, you could reasonably potentially win with that, right? But I think against this Chargers team, uh, you're going to have to put up points, and we've seen them do it, but then we've also seen them put up. You know, shit. What wasn't it, seventeen to fourteen or something in the Lions game at one sixteen, seventeen or something weird like that? Um, you know, they they've also just had games where they don't score at all, and it, it's so confusing. Well, you've been um, you, you just look at the Browns game, we score seven, never score yeah. another point, and then you look at you look at a game like the Cardinals, we score thirty three, right? And, yeah. and that's that's the most points anyone's put up against the Cardinals this year. So it it's 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 frustrating, and I've said this, like, if we put together a complete game, I don't think there's a team that we can't go toe-to-toe with. The problem is, every single week, something goes absolutely haywire. And well, I, think, I, mean, I, I feel like it's been a broken record for the last five years on this podcast of when can we have a consistent football team that doesn't have a failure on one phase of football or another. And, I mean, the weird thing is the last five years, we've lost games on, you know, we, we lose the turnovers, right? We turn the ball over three times a game. We fumble right, it fine. away. We, fine, yeah. we, but this year, it's like 
everyone almost is doing their job. It, and then the coaching now has been a letdown. I mean, you can argue the first two games, Delvin with the fumble, that really wasn't a fumble. Um, and then the missed kick, right? There's two times those guys should have done the jobs. I think you win those games the way they called it. But since then, you know, I would say that coaching has been the biggest issue. 100% agree. But, yeah, I, I mean, I think you're going to have to play a complete game. Uh, you're still going to be down Harrison Smith, is my understanding, because he's not – he wasn't vaccinated, so I think the 10 days puts him out for Sunday. Um, I, I haven't know, heard I, anything since because there was 29 close contacts they were testing. I haven't heard anything since, so it seems like all of those came clear. Yeah, and, and you know, for those those fans that told us that, you know – being unvaccinated was never going to, you know, cause a problem. Well, guess what? Harrison Smith, you know, and I haven't heard if he was, uh, you know, asymptomatic or not, but uh, likely at minimum, it cost him one game, if not two, uh, you know, not being vaccinated. Well, not that. You look, a bit, look at uh, Green Bay last week. Well, and that whole situation is a joke that, you know, he's not suspended or whatever else, but that's a different well, podcast. And, and I tweeted this, this is also a different podcast, but the Vikings were docked a seventh-round pick for having a practice squad contract violation. Um, Stepping back in 2019, we were docked that pick last year's draft. Um, and that was that was a contract violation. That wasn't, like, this willful, like, oh, everyone's just going to just sweep it under the rug and not pay attention to it. But, yeah. yeah the, the inconsistency there is just frustrating for me. I'm looking forward to when that team season eventually ends in some sort of fiery hell, which will happen. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think this team has to find a way to win on Sunday. Um, if they want to get this season righted, they have to find a way to win on Sunday. I think it's I think it's a must win. It's a must win game if you're expecting to turn this season around. Right, because you can't expect to beat Green Bay twice. Um, and there's some you got you got to face the Rams week 16. Um, you still have the late Chicago game that's always tough. Um, so none of these games from this point on are a gimme. And based on how we've played every single game, even against Detroit, who are winless, none of these games are going to be blowouts either. <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. So we've talked about Zimmer. We've talked about all the turmoil there, what we want to happen. We've talked about the Chargers. Um, what else is there to cover here, Mike? There's, I mean, <laughs> it's been a wonky season as a Vikings fan, for sure. What, what else to cover that, that we've missed here in the last couple weeks? Uh, I mean, not much, right? Bad play calling, and I think uh, a comedy of errors, and... That's one way to put it. You know, realistically, a couple football games that should have been won. Uh, and now we're to the point where you've kind of run out of... Uh, you've kind of run out of time, at least in the short term, right? They they need to get back into this. They need to get a couple Ws, get back to 500. Um you know, if if anything, 
you can have a little confidence in knowing that they've essentially uh, gone toe-to-toe with some of the better teams in the league and been right there every week. Uh, and so I, I think it's a winnable game this week, and, and we know we can beat Green Bay. So um, I still got a little bit of faith, but if you lose this week, I think uh, you might start to lose some of the players. And as we know, that can be a, a slippery slope for uh, the final you know, eight, nine weeks of the season here. Well, yeah, I, I think just just recapping that, what you kind of said, going toe-to-toe with some of the better teams in the league. Like, week one, Cincinnati, I, I think I started out with this. I was like, we, don't, we didn't really know what Cincinnati was. I think we have a good idea what Cincinnati is now. They're a good team. And to lose to them in overtime on basically a bullcrap call, you know, that is what it is. But, okay, we go toe-to-toe with them. Arizona Cardinals, we put up the most points against Cardinals. We lose on what should be a gimme field goal because Minnesota. Um, so... I guess that one looks good. Um, we beat Seattle when Russ was still there, right? When Russ was still yep. playing. Um, and we handily beat them. They're still a decent team. We were able to kind of wrangle the Browns, at least. But that's when the offensive failure started to happen, right? Yep. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'm right there with you. Like, in same, same with Dallas. Dallas is a very prolific offense. We hold them to 20 points. I think in any reasonable team, if you hold them to 20 points, you should be able to win that game if your offense isn't completely, you know, trash. <clears throat> yep. Then Baltimore, same thing. They're they're one of the top seeds right now in the AFC. You go to overtime with them, shouldn't have happened, but again, yeah, I I don't know. It's 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 very interesting. This team is just. I think you put it put it very clearly. You don't you don't really understand what this team is yet. I, maybe uh, we don't find that out till like week fifteen. Well, I mean, part of me I guess hopes that because that would imply that we're relevant week fifteen. But it's the Vikings. We're always gonna be relevant, man. It's gonna be relevant till week seventeen or week eighteen, and then we gotta lose and have a heartbreaking. We miss the playoffs by one game, or we make it in and we're frisky. Yeah. Um, I did want to bring this up, though. How about that debut for Kenne Nwongu? That return touchdown? I can't oh. even remember the last return touchdown we had. I think probably the last one we had was Cordero. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that you're correct there. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's awesome. Again, it's overshadowed by the loss, but... Um... It's just, it's just, it's an exciting debut for me because I think this is what everyone was excited about with, with us drafting him was his return ability and, and seeing um, how that facet can kind of change our special teams game. Um, obviously, I'm not expecting him to be as prolific as Cordero or some of the other, you know, top returners, but if he can give us an edge and field position starting, you know, starting drives, I'm all for that. Because at this point, the Vikings offense needs every bit of help they can get. Yes, they do. All right, so we need to win this game. Otherwise, we're in big trouble. Mike Zimmer's seat is probably about molten lava at this point. Um, but, yeah, that's. I think that's all the cover. We just got to go through some predictions here and, and wrap this puppy up and you know, hope we can catch some lightning in a bottle here. Yeah, uh, you want me to go first or what? Sure, lay it on me, Mike. What, what do you got? 
Well, I uh, I cannot in good faith pick this team to win a football game right now. So uh, I'm going to say they lose a close one, 31-28. 31 Yeah. Another overtime game? No, no, they'll lose in regulation. I had this other question, like, is there what's the record for most overtime games a single team has played in a season? Because I, I feel like we got to be getting close. I could imagine it's five or six, right? Because I got to imagine we're close because Bengals was overtime, Panthers was overtime, Baltimore was overtime. We're at three right now. Like five seems about right, probably. But yeah. at this point, it's like, okay, I'm I'm done with this. Like, either that or games won or lost in the last play. Like, because then you can add the Cardinals, you can add Detroit. Um, can't quite add the Cowboys, but it's like, dear Lord. Yep. I've said this before, before I make my prediction here. Like, I don't know where you stand on this, but in my head, I am completely fine with the Minnesota Vikings team that completely sucks for, like, two years where you have zero expectations, and you can just be surprised if they play well. Just just as a Minnesota fan, just to take off that emotional baggage and investment you do every week, just to be like, okay, let's just reset this thing, give it a couple years, and then let's, you know, then we can go forward and, you know, start to have the heartbreak all again. Yeah, uh, it's, it's definitely a... I don't even know how to describe the fandom right now, right? Um, I think Pete Schrager has said multiple times, I don't know how Vikings fans are doing it this year. Uh, you know, every single game is coming down to the wire. We should have won all these games. They can't decide. <laughs> None of them ever can decide if we're a good football team or a bad team. Um, you know, it's just, it's all over the board. Well, everyone's got whiplash at this point, right? It's It's... Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully we'll, we'll figure it out here. My prediction is uh, Vikings 27, Chargers 17. Okay. That that would fit the uh, that would fit the right? bill. Yeah. Because at this point we're expecting it to be a close game. We're expecting it to be a close loss. But you know what? I think I think we're up 27 to 10, and in the last drive they get just a garbage touchdown. It doesn't matter. So we just let them have it. And we get to, you know, do the, the victory formation um, that we have the, the game in the bag that much. God, wouldn't that be nice? Right? Just just a boring game where we have, like, five turnovers, you know, and just, just handle them. But you know what? I'm ready to be hurt again, Mike. That's what it is to be a Vikings fan. Is you're, just, you're just constantly being ready to be hurt again. Hey, every Sunday, you know? Yep. Any given Sunday, Mike, anything can happen, including That's a missed, right. like, 15-yard field goal, I'm sure. Yes, sir. All right, well, I think that'll wrap it up here. So uh, until next time, Mike, with Skull Vikings, let's win this one. All right, Skull.